0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Uh we've got another great live show here. Uh on Jeff Needs Help. We got uh, Curtis Kelly from the Culture Marauders podcast. We're going to talk to him. Uh interesting guy. Uh we 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 met talking about basketball, but that that is that's just the tip of the iceberg with this with with this cat. Um, uh no, you guys got any questions, uh any comments or whatever, uh, give them to us. Uh, I guarantee you I'm not near as smart as him, but uh we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll, we'll get an answer. You know I me. Mean? <laughs>
1: You're putting the bar way too high, man. You gotta, you gotta
0: <laughs> wait right. till I speak first. Herman. <laughs> right. uh, hey, thanks for coming on, Curtis. Appreciate
1: it. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like you said, man. It's your boy Kells, aka Special K, Curtis Kelly, host of the Culture Marauders podcast. Coming from you live and direct from sunny Tampa, Florida, quarantining with the best. So I appreciate the the invite and just ready to have some fun.
0: All right. Thanks, man. I, I, I love the energy. That's something I like. I something I like about your live feeds. And I appreciate the, you can go solo like that at, I don't know how you do it. Like I, st- it. I stumble through it, but no, you did, you did a great job, man. I listened to your last show. I'm like, Holy shit, man. I, I could never do an hour, an interesting hour. Like, I can mumble for an hour, but <laughs>
1: yeah, now that's all they do. They just mumble. on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, um, so let, you know, let's, we'll, let's start from the beginning. Uh, what just, uh, what's the origin of the culture marauders?
1: So I am a, a retired air force vet. Um, I my oh, no. one year mark, uh, last month. And, um, so, you know, being in the military and traveling and, and, you know, being kind of thrown into different situations, different cultures, and uh, with the traveling and deployments and stuff, well, I like to take that, that and then apply that to my, you know, my actual show, so,
0: yeah, so uh, sorry, I had my
1: sister calling in,
0: no, that's fine, that's fine, I yeah. thought me there for a second, uh, I got my but anyway. phone,
1: <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, it was, um, uh, yeah, military background, right, And in, in, in You know, being thrown into different cultures—Afghanistan, Iraq, Um, Jordan—I lived in Japan, I lived in Germany, just traveling all over. So I have a uh, wide scope of different cultures and perspective, and I always like learning. And so, what I wanted to do was just bring that back and start a podcast. Because anybody can sit around and shoot the shit all day. That's what we did a lot of the time—just those different conversations, learning about people. Um, You know, you you learn what makes them tick, you learn their interests, and so that's what the culture writers are. We go out. We maraud, on, maraud or explore different cultures and deliver our findings back to uh, back to the listener. So that's that's what we've been doing.
0: Oh, man, that's good. See, no, I mean, and, and full disclosure, I didn't know the origin of your name. We haven't been, you know, talking that long. So yeah. that's really cool. And and I and I picked that up. I'm glad you I'm glad you told us about yourself because I picked that up. I'm like, man, this guy is like, uh, worldly, so to speak, I couldn't have guessed where you live or where you're from or anything. And that's a compliment. So, uh, that makes a lot of sense that your, your travels, how long are you in the air force? I'm in, in case I missed it. If you just,
1: man, almost, almost 21 years, I came in in 98 wow, wow. and just, uh, retired last year. So
0: man, you still look like a puppy, man.
1: Wow. man, man My body, man, my body <laughs> is held together by, uh. Big Leap chew and rum. So that, that's
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. No, no. Seriously. Well, thanks. I'll I'll tell you for everybody. Thank you for your service. Obviously, yeah, we we appreciate it. Appreciate, that. The we
1: appreciate the yeah,
0: that, that is that's really cool. Uh, that makes sense because you always give a a really great, you know, exit. All your shows, you exit with thanks for you know di- different different providers across the country so that makes a lot of sense that's a lot of respect so yeah that's cool so you have a perspective of all the, all over the world which you know uh that really makes things um interesting you know what i mean that's that makes a lot of sense now now so you uh, you're in florida now right
1: i am yeah tampa florida it was uh excuse me i gotta
0: no you're all right man
1: but um yeah tampa florida man um been down here a uh, little bit over a year uh we love it man we were up in jersey um, just oh, south Jersey, about an hour outside of Philly. That was my last station at uh, Fort Dix um, out there. And um, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, so definitely love the change, the sunny weather, the good beer, the good food, the beach, it's anything I could ask for.
0: Oh, that's real. Yeah, we got some family down there. They they say the same thing. They they uh, moved down there from Ohio, and uh, needless to say, they have no intentions on coming back. Nothing wrong with Ohio, but they love it down there.
1: I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska.
0: That's what I was going to ask. That's that's
1: yeah, yeah. Never, I'm never.
0: I mean, to visit, cool, but yeah, nah, I love it down here. man. Oh, there we go. got guess Florida fans in the house. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because I, when I was growing up, I had a my brother in law, he was in the Air Force. So when I was a kid, I uh spent my summers on the Air Force, so I spent a couple summers uh in uh Maelstrom, uh, Great Falls, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Great Falls, Montana,
0: right? Yeah, Montana, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah, was awesome. My nephew, my uh, oldest nephew, was born up there. So I spent a couple summers up there. He was in Arkansas. I believe they've closed that base, but I spent a summer in Arkansas. Uh, Bentonville, I think. Yeah, I think it was Bentonville. Uh, that was that's probably 20-some yeah, years ago yeah, I was down there.
1: That's where the little part of is at a bit. The Little Rock. Yeah, so
0: I there. did that? spent some time there. Yeah. So uh, I always, I always have an affinity for those guys because, you know, when I was a kid – I don't realize how young they were but I'm hanging out with you know like 18 19 year old airmen. I'm like 12 years old and these guys are so much fun and all that yeah. stuff so but I got kids they they're just
1: kids with like a, a legit job right? So you yep. know I did the same thing when my dad was stationed in Japan. Um you know I was in high school and he wow. was still you know still active duty but he would go through the dorms and like do like Thanksgiving dinners for the airmen and stuff and I would yeah. go along and they thought that I was part of them. You know, you know, they thought I was with them. So I'm sitting there eating the food with them, hanging out, talking and stuff. And yeah, just like three or four years age difference. That's
0: it. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, I, yeah, because I can specifically remember hanging out with a guy. He was he was from Guam. And I can't remember what the loophole was. But anyway, he was 17 years old. And uh, his name, I can still write is Neil Buantipo. I still remember his name. And you know, we're only a few years difference, and he was like one of the coolest guys I ever met. And I'm like, I couldn't fathom now. Like, man, this kid had a really important job. He was guarding missile silos at seventeen yeah. years old. Like it didn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fond memories from growing growing up with that. So that's cool. So uh so then I said, like I mean you got you're all over the place in a good way on your podcast. Uh I see and in
1: life too. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I can tell. I, I like, no, like honestly, like uh last night you did the uh what do you call it? your you call it your
1: uh shot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just something I just randomly threw together. Like the first one, honestly, I ten minutes it took me just to throw together. I was like, you know, let me put something out there like that isn't an hour show, you know, just a little nugget of knowledge and like just have a little fun and then just solicit some yeah. answers. So yeah.
0: No, it's, it's cool saying you're getting yourself out there, but I really enjoyed it. I, 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 um, seriously, it came up on my phone and me and my wife were, uh, we were actually having our, uh, you know, Cinco de Mayo feast, some margaritas sure. and some cervezas. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah. So this is the guy I've been talking to, or whatever. She starts laughing. So, I mean, that's stuff that, you know, you interact with people, but I I think those are neat. I mean, it was actually an interesting story you told because I talk about that a lot with people. I'm like, yeah, Cinco de Mayo is not what, people generally think it is Uh, it was cool to to, to hear you say that we got a kick out
1: man it's hitting it on the mark so i appreciate
0: it yeah oh yeah yeah that this is what i do man anybody it's kind of what my podcast is about it's not about me it's about you guys like you guys you guys everybody else i interview has all the talent i I just try to help people get in touch with you that's Uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah well the theory of my show is you 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 can't do a show on your show and talk about how great your show is but i can so but i can come across
1: as arrogant so nobody likes that guy nobody wants to be that person right?
0: exactly so i do i do it for you you guys get to sit there and go oh nah, nah, nah. oh uh, shucks stop <laughs> yes. right, more tell me some more <laughs> that's it cool. oh and i've met great people that way a lot of great connections so it's working out and then uh so let's talk about it uh this is how we started uh, I know you just did a whole uh, hour on the last dance right, you know, right. episodes, but I cannot let you off here without, without discussing it for, for a little bit. I'm not going to make you do your whole show again.
1: Uh, that's fine, man. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm down. Let's rock.
0: So I did the pre-show Sunday. So I got to talk about the first four episodes with Chris Powell from couch coach live, but I oh. haven't got to really talk about anybody since from, you know, episodes five and six. So first of all, Oh, that's right. That's right. we they, they, they got into Barkley. They you got, got Barkley.
1: You definitely got a story. I've been waiting to hear this.
0: It's. I'll, I'll give you snippets because if uh, I start telling it, everybody on my Facebook is gonna be like, "I can't hear this story one more time." It's the greatest story ever, and it's everybody's time. You know I,
1: mean? I, I want the whole thing. I, I, you know, they're just gonna have to suck it up. I want to hear the whole thing. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you a snippet here in a minute. I'll give you a big chunk of it. It's pretty awesome. So, but anyway, like, what do you think? First of all, when it started off that the that uh I think that Kobe michael uh, that was i i just like and i knew it was coming i knew the interview was coming because i think that was is that was that kobe's last interview it was close to it I,
1: yeah it was, uh, it was close too because it looked like it was it was around that time frame like yeah. you know where he was still getting out i don't know because he had it looked like he had a little bit more weight on him than he did before we last seen him at uh yeah um uh, the night before he passed, you know, but I don't know, I don't know how old it was, but it's definitely during his retirement time frame.
0: So. Oh man. And then, uh, but I thought to get that footage, you know, of the locker room footage and stuff of Michael talking about, like, when he was, when he was walking, he's like, Oh man, that kid, he just kept calling him the kid. And I'm like, he was only, yeah. cause you know, we're both, you know, we're both old enough to remember Kobe at night. You know what I mean? Like I remember Kobe coming into the league and being that kid and, and it, Changing over and all that, so. Dude, I
1: had the slam! I had the Slam magazine with all of them on there. I bought it back up. Uh, we had just moved to Austin, and um I was in a uh, uh, some bookstore. I think it was like uh whatever the big bookstores they used to have in the mall, and I grabbed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, because I, I was like, "Where's Iverson?" And I remember Iverson had a had a spread for himself in the middle. But oh, it sure. had Kobe, It had John Wallace. Right. It had Steve Nash. It was like all these 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 cats. Ray Allen was on the cover. And I had it for a little bit, and then I trashed it. But yeah, man, it just just to see that moment, you know, like I said on, on on my show, if you had a time machine and you could fast forward and see how how all this played out 22 years later, and then go back and look at that moment again, and you're like, that's incredible, like greatness just bypassing each other, just in a you know, hey, welcome to the league, kid, moment.
0: Yeah, and Jordan recognizing it, like yeah. Jordan recognized how good this kid was. That's what blew me away because we all knew. Kobe was going to be good, but I mean, nobody, nobody could have saw the hall like the legendary career. But Mike kind of saw it, like alluded to it, like when Mike's like, "Man, he goes out there, he's pushing the game. He's not waiting for it to come to him." I'm like, "Come
1: to him." That's what he said. Yeah, he goes. He don't let the game come to him. He goes and gets
0: it. I mean, (laughs) like, like, yeah, it's like I I couldn't even believe like how lucky we were to have that this stuff recorded in these moments. Even if you're not a Jordan fan, just to have like you say, like moments about all these classic basketball guys, like mm-hmm. to have that footage and for it to look so good and the sound.
1: Yeah. And just, it, yeah, it wasn't grainy. and looked like it was from like 73 championships. It right. was, it just caught me, man. Like just the, I'm telling you from the opening music to the shot of the garden and just everything around it, it just took me back to being 18 years old again and just, yeah. just where I was at that point in my life. It just, it was just a fun time and just seeing like, you know, just, to see these greats and you know Michael like, towards the end of his greatness and Kobe just entering his and just everything else around it was just it was just perfect.
0: It it was was perfect. That, yeah and then I loved it I'm a kind of a shoe guy. I don't know if you're if a, you're a shoe guy or not but the whole segment on the you know the development of uh, going to Nike and then him wearing the classics like I couldn't my head couldn't wrap this because you know, I just, I went back to I was probably, I think when Jordan, the Jordan ones came out, I would have been like 12 ish. And I, I mean, that was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, still my favorite shoe that they showed was magic Johnson's converse weapons. That I, but, I never, I never got them, but I, to this day, to this day, I got to get a pair.
1: Really? You know what? I think they re-released them a couple years back.
0: Yeah, they did. Um,
1: yeah. They re-released them. Um, my favorite Jordans are the threes. Oh yeah. The uh, the elevens everybody loves the elevens and I like the ones he wore his last year that were uh, kind of like a mock-up of the Ferrari those are really dope too the yeah. all black ones yeah those are super dope um, but yeah it was just the shoes and and oh. you know it, it's just crazy to watch like and I like, once again I'll, I'll you know refer back to my episode
0: okay over here but
1: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah just the the growth of Nike and Mike together man it was just it was just so crazy to see. You know, they just grew together and they and you look at Under Armour and potentially what Steph Curry could be to them. It could be the yeah. same type of growth. And yeah. yeah, it's just it's just cool to see. I, I feel like a like a walking history book, man, just seeing these things. And you can literally tell younger kids and stuff like these are the things you saw. These are the athlete athletes you witnessed. you know, so.
0: So I bet you feel the same way I do as I mean, it here in the podcast world, we're older guys. That's just we're not old In real life, but I'm just saying the podcast world. So finally, younger people get to watch this and know that I wasn't just lying all these years. Like everybody's like, ah, yeah, we know. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah,
1: Michael Jordan. All right, yeah,
0: yeah. Everything I I, like, did I tell you? Like everything I said was real. Like the way they. talk about them, everything. The the 92, the Dream Team, I'm like, I wasn't making this stuff up. I wasn't embellishing. You're seeing it. That So that's been kind of a vindication for us for yeah. guys that stuck around for a while.
1: I got something, and I, I think it's in the garage, but I'll, I'll show it to you. I have the original Sports Illustrated Dream Team, the original one from 92 with, I, uh, with, with them on the cover. My dad had it, and I just, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I kept it. And I, I put it in a picture frame and it's still framed. And it's the original one from 92 when it was actually released.
0: I think I have that one. I tried to keep anything that had Jordan on it for my entire lifetime. So I think I still have that one. So here's a funny story to, to on that. So I go, uh, I, I try to, I keep all my sports illustrators. I just have like shoe boxes full of them. I don't mm-hmm. have them So it just got me thinking that we were cleaning up last week because I was quarantined. I opened a shoebox and I, I can't make this up. What's on the cover? It's a 1998 Sports Illustrated cover with Michael Jordan on it. It says uh, it was like January when he, you know, he's talking about retiring right? And I'm like, what are the chances of that being like this? Jer- or the jersey behind me? That's 98. Uh, I got it after they won the championship in 98 for Father's Day, like it was an important year to me. It's, uh, it was, you know, my, me and my son, my my, yeah, yeah. Son, my son was a year old. Like he watched it with me. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so crazy. They picked this season.
1: I know. Isn't it, isn't it like just so cool, like how you can tie back those moments to significant yeah. moments in your own life. Like, like I remember the sons, the, the bulls, uh, sons, uh, championship. And I remember having my Barclay jersey on, sitting on the couch in Abilene, Texas, watching it mm-hmm. and just being furious <laughs> Which, because I, I think I was like twelve years old. I was like twelve, thirteen years old when that happened, and I was just like furious, man. I couldn't get over.
0: It. I We watched. It was, it was so. I watched it kind of opposite. Obviously, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I was Bulls fan then, but it's that you take it back to a memory. I'd forgot about it. I was on uh what you call uh, your senior trip after you graduate in Ohio. We all go to Myrtle Beach. That's where we yeah. have senior this week. Myrtle Beach is a yeah. good spot. So we're in Myrtle Beach for senior week and we're watching like all, you know, so there's like, I don't know how many, 12 people in this room not drinking right, right, right. and watching the Bulls sons, you know, the series. And so that you're right. It took me back to that memory. And I was like, oh man, that was so much fun. But yeah. you gotta be mad. Like, why would you leave Paxton open? Like, you knew, but you know, he wasn't really that guy yet. And, and that's the, the point.
1: point. Cause you had, you had, you definitely weren't leaving Mike open. You definitely weren't leaving Scotty open. Horace Grant, eh, maybe, but Paxton probably would have been the last guy you would have thought about, you know, hitting that shot, and, right. and you know, kudos to Horace Grant, because when I watched it again, and I saw Horace Grant was down, down on the block, and he kicked it back out to him. Horace Grant could have forced a shot or drew a foul or something like that, but he he turned around and saw him over flicked out to him, and the rest is history, but to, to lose like that, man, by one point, dude, one point, it ended it, man, I was... I, I don't know, and, and Chuck was so good at the time. And Chuck was so good, and it just it bums me out. But you know, it is what it is.
0: Okay, so I'll help you. Out. First of all, first of all, you're right. I, the, the, and those Phoenix. So I like. I'm very nostalgic. That there were some really good teams in that time, like those Knicks teams. I like you say I hated them, but then looking back, I'm like, I think one won in '94 or whatever. Like I'd have felt like looking back, like I liked those teams. I just hated hated them. Yeah, you hated the Suns <laughs> team. So it's so, okay. So I'll tell you a little bit. So here, here, here's what happens real quick. I, this is your show, not mine, but, uh, it's fun. So what it was, we're in, uh, Vegas, so two thousand, two thousand ten, 2010, right. That whenever the saints won the super bowl. So the, we were supposed to go, I think it was 2010. Uh, yeah, we, were,
1: early 2000. we were supposed to fly. Yeah.
0: We were supposed to fly out of Vegas Friday night. There's a blizzard back here in the East. So we had to stay Friday and Saturday night, two extra nights in Vegas, So Saturday night rolls around and they used to uh, the night before the Super Bowl have an MMA fight every year out in Vegas. That was just what they did. So it was at the Mandalay Bay. Uh, My brother-in-law that we're with is a MMA fan. He's like, well, let's just go down there and see if anybody's walking around stargaze or whatever. Like by, by, by my extra second day in Vegas, like we're not spending much more money. We're literally like, Not we're just like I'm dressed probably worse than I am now, like totally casual. Like I'm we're just done, we're ready to go home. So we're wandering. We're wandering. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're wandering around Mandalay Bay. We're trying to leave, and the tram is shut down for whatever reason. So we're like Uh, walk up, clear walk up to the tram, and we're like, ah shit. Now we gotta get a cab or whatever. Like, we have had it. We are Vegas has won. We are done. TKO. Yep. So right, right then, we can't get on a tram. Uh, brother in law calls us and he's like, uh, Hey, you guys want to? And my brother in law is not a sports fan, but he knows p- who people are. He goes, Hey, you want to see Charles Barkley? I'm like, What? He's like, Yeah, he's he's down here playing at you know the uh, high limit room. Uh, but, but in Mandalay Bay, it's off of the the floor, so you can see whoever's in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: like, I'm like, whatever. I'm literally, this is what I'm saying, like, whatever, we're gonna go, like look at somebody yeah (laughs) oh so me and my wife walk down there we get to the high limit room and my brother-in-law and his girlfriend aren't around we're kind of looking and and man i'm telling you it's one of these things like i look over and i i i I, I tap my wife and i'm like uh there he is so there's my brother-in-law i didn't that by by now standing beside charles barkley charles barkley sitting on the stool like this but he's almost as tall as my brother-in-law standing up Uh oh And it's one of those things. It's it's he's one of those people when you seem like there's no like you recognize him as if he's no. your brother, no. if he's your brother. There and and I went, I, I I said Lish, what is going like? What is happening right now? I don't understand. Yeah. And my brother-in-law points at us, and and Charles like kind of goes like this, and he goes and waves us in. And I mean, I'm like, well, I I just nothing is making. Oh. sense. Am I asleep? <laughs>
1: My sleep.
0: <laughs> so, so we walk up and i and and this is when it this is when it starts my my love of charles i walk up and he goes hi i'm charles and i went yeah i know like of course you're charles barkley <laughs> the energy, the energy.
1: but you know it's assumed he would it would have came across as arrogant like he would have been an asshole or something like that right
0: yeah so uh so then i'm just like you know what I mean? I'm stumbling around and I'm mean, you know, I don't get like, you know, I I'm not a worshiper, which it paid off in the long run. So I'm, uh, like, I'm like, all right, man. Uh, uh, you know, I got, I'm just in my brain. I'm like, there's so many questions. And he had a few people with him. He was sitting around a roulette table and had a few people with him, uh, that had come to talk, but he really, like, he was really talking to us. Like it was crazy. And, uh, he had just done Saturday night live. And my wife, oh. is a big fan. She's like, "Oh, you were great on Saturday Night Live!" So he immediately just starts a conversation about Saturday Night Live. So he's talking about that, and it was just, it was just chatting, like me and you were doing right here. It, it, I, I'm like, and I would look at like my brother in law. I'm like, "What is happening? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening." Um,
1: you know, it just goes to show that they're, they're normal people too, right? And you know, he, it's just they, they, they have a talent.
0: He is he was absolutely one of the nicest, coolest people I've ever met in my entire life. I can't I try to tell people it and, and but he was also a star, like mm-hmm. like a funny story. Uh you know, he, he ordered a straight. He's like, <laughs> So here's here's a couple. I can't tell the whole story, I promise it takes two hours. All
1: right, all right. We'll have to do this. You'll have to tell me this over. over.
0: Right, so just like a little story, like uh he's like, so we were there for a minute, he's getting comfortable and he's Like, like for instance, you know, we're Buckeyes fans and, uh, Charles said something about the Buckeyes and my wife, she's, you know, she's a, she's fun. She's like, Oh, don't, you know, don't be talking about my Buckeyes. And this was like, you know, right when the sec versus big 10, the thing was really, and he, you know, he starts running on the Buckeyes and she's like. You know, they're going back and forth. And so, like, my brother-in-law, uh, I, you know, me and Charles are, I mean, we're getting along really well at this point. Like, I can't explain it enough. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law looks over and he's like, oh, I, I was, i to tell you what we was talking about. That's what brought it up. You talk about Dream Team. And I'm like, I, I was like, dude, like, really, I respect, like, I was just trying to tell him, like, you're, you're one of the top. This is when the top 50 had just come out. It was right mm-hmm. at that time. I'm like you're a fun of the 50 greatest, the dream team. I'm like I I can't even understand it. And my brother-in-law goes, ah, don't let him bullshit you, Charles. He's a Michael Jordan fan. And Charles looked at him. Uh, Charles looked right <laughs> at him. And he goes, why wouldn't you be? So am I. I, I swear, just, <laughs> like, I just <laughs> it, It's just yeah. coffee, Charles. Like it's like he's like, hey, he goes, yeah. yeah the, so the server comes over and he's like, Yeah, hey, you want a drink? And I'm like. Yeah, Charles was drinking something clear with a lime in it. That's kind of it's something I would drink like a tonic. And I'm like, I'll just right. have. I go, I'll just have what he's having. And Charles goes, Nah, you can't have what I'm having. He goes, I Have alcohol and about this much. And I said, I'll just have a gin and tonic. <laughs> and he goes, He then he goes, So yeah, I, this is crazy. I told you, get me started. So, once again, talk about memories. First shot of Patron I ever had. Charles was like, He orders. He's like, Does everybody want a shot of Patron? well, what are you going to say? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Barclay, <however> <laughs> no, of course you're going to take it.
0: Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay. So she comes back and she you know, gives everybody their drink. So I cheers and did a shot of petroleum with Charles Barkley, which still doesn't make sense in my brain. Yeah. So, and he tells, uh, I tell the, I tell the server, like at this point, like I'm broke in Vegas. <laughs> and I said, and her, her, like you know in the high limit like her tip jar is just hundreds and 20s and i said i said i would tip you i said but i'd just be insulting you and she's like oh don't worry about it charles takes care of it and all that uh-huh. and so my brother-in-law he's a he's a character he goes he goes oh how much do i owe you and he had enough to pay for a drink in a high limit room and charles goes Tassy on his shoulder he goes don't worry about it and my brother in is like man i can pay for my own drink like he's he just he got of a back and forth and charles goes don't worry about it between me and you we got 50 million dollars oh. <laughs> was like he's like all right, all right. So we bullshitted for a while. He walked us over to the rum jungle, got us a table, uh, got us yeah. service. We uh, because there was MMA fight, so everybody wanted to hang out with Charles that night, you know. But you know, he was down. He even told us he's like, now nah, you guys are real people because I like hanging out with you. You're not in, you're not in it for the money or any of that." Uh, but he paid for everything, you know.
1: Cool. And R- he, super generous, man. R- he's super generous. it
0: Couldn't and especially with his time and yeah. his. Like, like, uh, like, you know, like for instance, DMX comes on uh in the club and they lift a, they lift a, you know, a dancer up off the floor in a cage. So she's dancing in a cage. DMX comes on. I'm standing beside Charles and we both go crazy because we love the song. Yeah. And I look over and he fist bumps me uh. because, because we're shared. like, I just, this is, and it, there's way more to it, but that's just absolutely like, just so you know, like you picked the right dude. Yeah. Don't feel bad for rooting for that guy. Like, oh, my God, man. You know, and and
1: I'm not that tall. I'm like 5'10". And when I played in high school, like Charles Barkley was attainable for me. You know, Charles Barkley, Rodman, you know, rebounding, you score down low. Barkley, he had range, you know, but my game was rebounding defense and, you know. And that's probably why I gravitated to him, man. And and just like like that grinder style mentality.
0: And then I tell you what, it, just as far as playing what, to on the basketball side of him, as far as the, like this is what me and Charles talked about. I was like the way he could get off the floor at that size, yeah. but it was like first probably what six seven years, like like the Philadelphia years. I mean, if he, he was he, a borderline high flyer. Four he, nine, could, one, yeah. he could get up, yeah,
1: sure.
0: yeah. And in his uh, his touch from outside, he was he was ahead of the game really. Yes. Uh, yeah. But he, he played in a time when Michael was going to overshadow everyone it's not it's not charles fault like you know what i mean he has played in the time to where What he, else you gonna he
1: do? almost he was almost on the the fringe of like the stretch fours that you have now today yeah you know he could hit the three but it wasn't something he did all the time but he could do it you know and, so
0: and if he played now i bet he would be a good three-point shooter but i think so and, you and, and it's I, tough. yeah you and i both know you barely shot threes back i mean Think about it when Mike hit those six against Portland. That was the biggest thing in the world. Like, exactly. Steph rolls out of bed and gets six threes. I mean, it's just a different right, game.
1: Steph, and it's just like, I know, man. And it's just, but then again, you're watching transcendent basketball, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, it went from, you know, Jordan, the above the rim game, and then it slowed down to like a basketball, like a, a defensive game with the Pistons, the 04 Pistons, and those guys. And then it, it transitioned again to the three ball that we're seeing now. And, 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 motion, the Spurs, the way they, they, oh. like a soccer style uh, game and made everything motion and move ball movement. And it's like, now you have positionless basketball with players like Giannis. And, you know, it's just, it, it's just crazy to see how the game has changed.
0: You nailed it there, man. I, the Spurs, their system doesn't get enough credit. The Golden State, everybody just goes to Golden State like they changed the game, but they definitely piggybacked on the Spurs. Like right. it, I, don't mean, I don't mean that negative. I'm just saying.
1: No, but you're right. And Steve Kerr came from that pop coaching tree. So, you know, it's just. You know, so yeah, it's uh it's 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 cool
0: to watch. And I and I and that I think a lot of people to, to go back a little to the uh last dance, I think people are seeing that that the Bulls ran uh way more offense than people think. Everybody in their mind thinks they rolled out the ball and Jordan scored all the points and it was a system. I mean, they kicked the ball around, he you know, just like you say, you hit Paxton. Uh the famous, you know, they've got that famous when they're on the bench and um, you know, Jordan tells Kerr like you're you're gonna be open and you're gonna hit the shot and he does like they ran way more offense than people give him credit for I exactly. think exactly. but I, but that's I like how you touched on that with with um
1: uh the, the yeah, the, <laughs>
0: yeah. oh sorry I know I gotta let you go soon do but no, uh, I'm good I'm good but I, I like how you touched on the evolution of the game and letting letting these uh like guys like Kevin Garnett they were game changers uh, they were game changers um
1: that's my second favorite player, man. Like Garnett, look, I'm gonna show you something. Oh, I got him. I got this right there. <laughs> Bam! Autograph. Oh, oh really? Yeah, certificate of authenticity, everything, bro. So, yeah.
0: I heard so, he's yeah. a pretty good dude. Um, you know I I haven't
1: seen him. I, like I was at a game in uh in Charlotte. They were down there playing the uh playing the Bobcats at the time when they were still when he was still with Boston. It was the year after they won. And he was coming down the tunnel. He was going back to the to the locker room early. And I'm a Garnett nut, right? So, and I hang over the over the side I'm like KG. And he looks up at me. He nods and just keeps walking. And that's my that's my Kevin Garnett story. But
0: that's great. know <laughs> I, no, I really I've liked him because you know he came in like he you know right out of high school. That was a big deal. Him and yeah. him and Kobe and knows what they were back to back years, right? I thought, yeah, right. He was 95.
1: Kobe was it was six.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So. You know that was that was oh man that was crazy. Um, uh, yeah, no, he's awesome. His skill set is is off the charts.
1: Exactly. And, and till this day, like I think I don't think anybody's called him. Somebody will here soon, but he's still the highest earner in NBA history.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah the wow. highest earner.
0: Yeah, we so. know we know Pippen's not. We've learned that from the show, haven't we? <laughs> man.
1: So yeah, man. Yo, we got time to talk some beer.
0: Absolutely. let yeah, let's do it. That's that's All what. Right. I'm
1: I'd love to. I don't. So,
0: have, I don't have a good one today, but I, this is from uh, uh, Lexington, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I noticed. I saw the the, the uh, tulip. I saw the tulip in there, man. So, what's your favorite? What's your favorite style?
0: So, my favorite style, if I just had to pick one, is is probably just on. You know what? It's probably an English, like an English ale. But I love a I love a stout. I love an English. The, the, those are my go tos uh, in the summer. Like I think, like everybody, I drink less of them. But like my favorite beer all time is Guinness. Like I, I've had a bunch of them close, but I love like love it.
1: Have you actually been out been to the factory? Have you had uh, a-
0: no? I haven't. I haven't been able to. No. Yeah.
1: Well, for me, my favorite is a uh, Belgian Trapels. I love a good oh, Belgian man. Yeah. And, you know, I'll take a double, quad, whatever. I, I just love good, good Belgian beer. Um, yeah. that, that's the way to go for me. A good steak. In a in a good Belgium. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. We've got now down in Tampa, how's the the brewery scene? Is it is it a is there a Ooh. ton of them down there?
1: And yeah, it is it is like robust. Like I didn't realize like how many breweries they have down in the spot. They have like a little like it's called like a tourist a brewery tourist guide. Oh, yeah. And um I mean there's easily I think we counted like forty something here. Wow, between, yeah between St. Pete, Tampa, and Clearwater. There's like forty, man, it, it, and they're growing. They're just popping up everywhere. We literally have one right outside of like our housing area, like yeah. like where we live outside our neighborhood. There's one called the Wild Rover, and it's a British bar, the Brit Brit oh. bar. Yep. So, um, but yeah, they're everywhere, man, and everybody has something good, something different, and um, they're all like super family friendly, so you can go with your kids and hang out. And people bring their dogs everywhere around here, which is oh really yeah,
0: same. It's exact same in Ohio, man. We uh, I mean that's become our new hangout. Like our pubs are. You know, I got a friend that has one. Just uh, it's three miles away. We hang out there. He's a friend of mine. And then there's another one just right across the railroad tracks. I probably within within twenty miles. There's got to be twenty of them. And that oh, and that's not even getting into Columbus. You get into Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. it's a it's a good scene. There's so many so many select, and it's cool too to to know the brewers. Like you know, you personally like know you know so many of them. Uh, there's yeah yeah. There's a ton. Great. It's a good time. Vegas is really starting to come up on the uh, on
1: the beer scene. Uh, a good yeah. guy, man, um, he had a, a relationship with the brewmaster down at Banger Brewer down on um, down on Fremont, and yeah, uh, yeah. a really nice collection down there. They uh, they do a lot of one offs and stuff, and um, a lot of good stuff down there. Uh, I give a shout out to him if you don't mind. Go ahead, man. My homeboy uh, Nolan Lee, he's out in South Korea right now, but he is the host of the philosophy podcast. Check him out if he can um he, he reviews beer and talks all thing beer so he's a he's a brewer himself so yeah he uh has his shows so good
0: stuff yeah. i'll make sure i get that link so i can put it up you know and get it out if i try yeah. to spell, if i try to spell it now it's gonna be i'm gonna be here all day But uh that sounds great I, I love shows like that yeah vegas um is uh pretty cool we were out there so we were out there last time we were out there was last fall and it gets better every time we go oh
1: man
0: yeah you yeah. Know, i
1: lived here for 12 years of my life um oh, yeah really? Yeah, yeah, I actually lived in Northtown up in uh, North Vegas. Um, so I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was stationed there two different times and then my dad was stationed there when I was a kid. Wow. And so when you were saying 2010, I moved back the second time in a in a August of 2010. So, oh. but yeah, so I yeah, I definitely remember that time. I'm a Colts fan, so I remember that Super Bowl well. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> how was the he year? Yeah. and um, and we went to Mardi Gras. Uh, in 09 it was 09 um, that we went to, to Mardi Gras out that way and it was it was uh it was oh no no it was 10 I'm sorry um, February 10 we went to Mardi Gras and I just had to see all these same fans Aww, you know, it was so much fun like I saw a couple of Colts fans walking around and I just getting the a little head nod and so they you know they walk, walk by but the city was on fire man I, I had never seen anything like that. it was so much fun everybody was cool and it was Mardi Gras. It was just it was just so dope. There's yeah. nothing like it.
0: Yeah, that's good when when you don't have to hate a fan base. Like you can you can be upset, but not and not hate them. And there, there's some like that. Uh college, it's not quite as easy. Like people people aren't real fond of Ohio State. Uh they're, they're you, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Most mo- yeah, I, most people aren't. It's uh it's crazy, but you know, it's all part of it. You know, but, you know it's it's sustained
1: excellence, man. And it's like people People don't like it, man. I'm a Huskers fan. I I pretty much don't like the Big Ten because every team kicks our butt like every year. So I mean, it's you know.
0: <laughs> hey, just so you know, I'm on record. I don't like the Big Ten. I I, I am not a Big Ten. Oh, no, I can't stand it.
1: Oh man, what are you SEC guy? Uh,
0: I'm I'm I don't know. I guess if I had to lean a different way, I don't know. I'm just on Ohio State, and then I you know I root for different teams. But the whole Big Ten thing, I never got because um, the rest of the Big Ten doesn't root for us. It's not, it's not. You know what I'm saying?
1: You're right. It's the every man for himself type of. Uh,
0: yeah. And I'm always like, they're not rooting for you. Trust me. Like when I go to Vegas. Nobody's like, oh, we hope you guys win. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, OK. So like Minnesota this year, I was I'd pull them for them. I like Minnesota. You know. So I pick teams. But in general, no. Uh, Penn State's playing somebody. I hope they lose every time. Like I'm not. Ain't that, dude? Now, I don't, I don't. Now, Nebraska, I'm kind of impartial because you know they we haven't done anything.
1: We haven't done anything yet.
0: Well, that to me, they still feel. I still think Big Twelve. like yeah, that's, what what I am. that's just my brain.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so, they don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't have I mean, They, they, they're fine in the Big Ten. But I, to me, it, I, I just miss Nebraska, Oklahoma, and
1: Texas. Nebraska, Texas. My, Texas. Texas. my wife is a Longhorns fan. She's from San Antonio. Um, when they were, when they would have those, uh, those Big 12 championship matches, yeah. man, it was a house divided. I'd have on my, my Eric Crouch shirt or jersey, she'd have on her Colt McCoy yeah. joint. We just talked, but it was fun. It was a good time.
0: Totally. I, I, that's, I miss that. Uh, there's, it's, it's much more traditional. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause I actually, I mean, I, 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 I you know you if i had to pick another one. The Big Twelve never had a big problem with them. You know I I was kind of rude for those teams like Texas when they're doing good. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm a huge college football fan, obviously. But I don't you know I don't get all hung up on the hatred. You know. Yeah, yeah, like, There's nothing wrong with it. I encourage.
1: It's fun though. It's it's almost like a yeah. simple pride, right? So you know. You know, all you know, I'm, I'm a Huskers fan, and and for baseball, I'm a Royals fan. For basketball, I'm a Timberwolves fan. You know, and
0: really I, Timberwolves. That's a that's I don't get a lot of that. That's cool.
1: There's not many of us out there, so no,
0: <laughs> so, no that's that's <laughs> interesting. I mean, it is. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm from Ohio. I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan. I'm a Cubs oh, fan. There's no rhyme or reason to it sometimes, but I just,
1: oh, man, that's crazy.
0: Man. Yeah, yeah. I can
1: do it, so we'll, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just uh, – my dad was a Dolphins fan. I don't even know why I was born, and I just kind of was a Dolphins fan. And it, it's just no other reason for it.
1: Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm struggling, man, because I think I'm going to adopt like – you know, I hate the whole, oh, this is my main team, but this is my second team. So I'm struggling because now that I'm I'm down here in Tampa and the oh, you know, no. Bucs are officially my home team, I'm not moving again. So I might have to start kind of rooting for these
0: guys, even if,
1: even if it's Tom Brady. You know, it's like uh, – you know especially being a Colts fan that's tough that's really tough
0: oh yeah i bet
1: yeah
0: the colts uh might have a decent season they they got a decent they had a nice little squad put together if rivers plays well
1: yes that that's the key if rivers plays well we got the line so the the line isn't yeah. an issue it's just getting the ball out not holding it forever getting the ball out and, and letting these guys run so We'll see. I'm I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, uh, I went to the game last. Year. I actually bought season tickets for the Bucks, and uh, the Colts don't come this year. They came last year, and um, the game actually fell two days after my birthday. It was on December eighth, and uh, I got to go watch them. And my wife got me like badass seats. I was like like five rows up from the Colts bench, and it was just it is the stadium is dope. I like I like the Tampa. I like what they do. I like the pirate ship. I like everything about Tampa. It's Just can I bring myself to root for Brady?
0: It's tough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I never – sometimes you don't know what you do in that situation until it happens. Uh, yeah, we go overseas. We like going to – you know, we go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, we've been there like four times. I, I love that stadium. Uh, that, that's a lot. Fun. I went to a Colts game in the old Hoosier Dome against uh, – they played the Dolphins. Dan Marino was still playing. Yeah. It was Peyton Manning's second year. It right, was, right. Yep. The the triplets that was when they uh, or where they I think they, whatever they called that
1: yeah it was, it was Marvin Marvin Harrison Edrin James and Payne
0: yeah
1: Edran James and Marvin Harrison Marvin Harrison is my all time favorite Colt and oh, Edran no. James is second yep
0: yep cool. so you know Marvin Harrison Jr is going to Ohio State really yep
1: no Syracuse huh nope he's going oh, man. okay hey yeah, I, I mean if you're I, gonna go that's, that's
0: I'm sure Syracuse would like to have him if you're good enough to go to state like I'm that Syracuse would love to have him. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's this coming year. I, it might be a year away. He might be in the twenty one class. I'm not, I can't remember. But he's, yeah, and Keyshawn, I think it's Keyshawn Johnson Jr. might be going there too. It's pretty crazy, Jr. I, I know, I don't, man,
1: it's it's, yeah. Justin Fields, Fields, is he gonna be a junior this year?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got one more year.
1: Okay, I mean, if if he gets those guys and with that receiving core, you you may
0: want to stay a senior year if you can't pull a championship. Yeah. Um yeah, he ought to be pretty good this year. We're, we're happy to have him. Yeah, I'd, I'd tell me, somebody tell me the other day, they, they, they don't really follow football. And so they were like, Oh, I bet you guys were sad when burrow left. And I'm like, have you met Justin Fields? <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, so the year where so the, like I'll clear it up the year burrow left, uh, Haskins had one of the greatest seasons in college history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then <laughs> the next year, uh, Justin Fields has one of the greatest seasons outside of Joe Burrow. I'm like, no, we're like, it was, it was, yeah, right.
1: yeah, so, it's a luxury problem. You guys have have a luxury and a wealth of yeah, uh, yeah. quarterbacks. You know, uh, nah, he he can go. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's been a bit of a run, nope. pretty, pretty crazy right now, and we're
1: we're we're enjoying it. But
0: but you got you know, yeah. without that championship, it feels empty. I won't lie to you. You're, You're
1: right. You're <laughs> right because there can only be one. You can you can you can go undefeated, but if you don't walk home with or come home with that championship. Yeah, it was a waste of time. You just wasted all summer and spring and
0: all that stuff. So, yep. We had by every number the greatest year in Ohio State history, and it still feels empty. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And the team was great. I don't hold anything against them. I'm not mad at them, but there's just something. There's just, and without that championship, man. Yep. It's tough. I definitely agree. It must be how NFL fans feel. <laughs> but no, so yeah. Anyway, back to beer. So we get sidetracked all, all the time. But, uh, um,
1: yeah, because we start talking about, uh, Lexington, and then we went into other stuff, and yeah, it was just crazy.
0: That's how it goes on here, man. But uh, we knew this. This was this more of a conversation. You're
1: right, you're right. So, even we haven't even touched Star Wars yet. I don't know if we'll have enough time for that, but
0: I don't think so because I want to. I got so many thoughts, man, about what you said the other night, and I'm like, holy shit, I never even thought about that. Like, (laughs)
1: well, I don't want to get into it, but my friend he he, uh, he messaged me and he said, he goes, it was a prophecy, it wasn't just something that you know was said, like, okay, he's it, It it's just. prophecy and they tied a face to the prophecy so yeah it it can go either way
0: yeah you're right we can't get into it but
1: you were were ready
0: to go in (laughs) oh man yeah that's i did comic books uh comic books are the worst like somebody starts talking about comic books i'm like "Ah, i'm lost like there They everybody starts rolling their eyes but uh but but the stuff you did on the beer scene down there uh some of those podcasts were really cool man like I, i i got a kick out of that now so when you when you traveled the world, were you were you a beer guy then?
1: You know, I didn't become a beer guy until I moved to Germany when I was twenty-two. Well, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll definitely do it. Um, so when I got there, so everybody was talking about, you know, just like uh, the local Germans to Carlsberg and stuff like that. And I was like, eh, you know, I, I tasted it and it just changed everything for me. Yep. Right. I didn't touch Bud Light anymore. I didn't touch any of that crap. And then I made my way up to Norway uh for a, for a Tdy, um, went up to Norway, tried their beer, and it was just like, man, this is even better than Germany. And, and Denmark's beer was good and and um then you go to Spain, and it's just like it just it changed my whole pers- my whole outlook on what beer could be and what it you know what it could be. And then I started getting into the darker beers and all that stuff. and you know, eventually now I got my wife trying stuff now. So it's like our thing is, you know, we'll hit up a brewery and they got a really good one down here at uh, Madeira Beach down in uh, uh, treasure island called Mad Beach. Brewery, and um it, it's they got all kinds of peanut butter and jelly. Like I never thought I would try anything like that, but it, it's so good, man! And just how creative these brewmasters can get—they're out it, of It's it mind blowing.
0: Yeah, well, my buddy, my buddy Ray, uh, I'll give him a shout out. Why Bridge Brewery? Uh, he makes—he's making some now, and he's starting to his all of his beer is good. And then he's made a couple in the last year, like a blood orange he made. Oh. And I'm not even a blood orange. This thing. Well, when they were still able to sell kegs, like he couldn't keep them in. It's just oh, – you know, like it. oh, like, just like you said, you never know when somebody hits that right mixture and then it's it's boom. So I, I had the same thing. I mean, you're, we're probably talking about the same point in time, like, you know, I don't know. I guess around – when when we pinpoint that down, what you guys were kind of talking about, like 2000, early 2000s? Yeah, when it it was like
1: 2002, yeah, when I was in Germany.
0: Yeah, same thing. I, did, I didn't really love beer, like drinking Bud Lights and stuff. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then I started discovering some of the – then it was more just – imports there, wasn't mm-hmm. there and then i'm like whoa something's different the matter of fact i don't know if you've been there but sin city and sin city in vegas is one of the older ones that um when we would go out there for vacation every year like i i couldn't wait to get there uh to that place
1: yeah sin city brewery uh you got the one inside the um, main street station they have a really good brewery yep. in there and then um what is another one Dush uh gordon beerish but that's chain yeah um Big Dogs Brewery is really good. That's one of the older ones out there. Um, I mean, there's so many, man. There's one. I'm trying to, trying to think. Oh, Ellis Island. Ellis Island. Ellis Island has. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We, we, yeah, go over, we go over there um, and get, uh, almost every year. Uh, they've got some – I mean, you, you can go there for – I'll tell you how cool it was to go there. So we go to Ellis Island. We get a couple beers. We're waiting on a table to, just to get something to eat. My brother in law's gambling, playing blackjack. He gambled enough just while we were waiting in line that they comped a meal for like eight people. And oh, it wasn't wow. as much as, it, it didn't gamble as much as you think. I was like, <laughs> awesome. I mean, seriously, that was crazy. Caught that's the whole are yeah.
1: for, man, for that Vegas experience. And again,
0: yeah. Yeah, we love the place. But, yeah, you're right. Ellison, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool joy, man. Because yep. always, It's always crazy because that's where it was in the corner just up from that's where Tupac was shot. So it's yeah. all. Yep,
1: that's right. On cold Ball, Yep. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Vegas memories, man. I got so many. And we can do a Vegas show on the side, man. I got some Vegas stories. Good. Oh,
0: <laughs> I've got a lot of them. Either I can't tell them or, or I just forgot them. Uh, well, so, so like the Charles Barkley night. So we got we got so hammered that night because, you know, he sets up the bottle service and they come over and they just sit. I mean, Crystal um shit what would be a gray goose just bottle all this just bottle so we're like me and the other guys he had some friends um you know with him we get smashed on this stuff and so (laughs) my wife drags me home that night i barely remember so when i get home there was hotel stationery, and i jot down like an outline of the night because i know in the morning when i wake up i don't want to forget anything so i've jotted i still got the piece you can tell that a drunk person wrote it and it'll just be like it it said like, <laughs> it, like a little note, like golfer. And I'm like, golfer. And I'm like, oh yeah, there was a pro golfer with us. Like for instance, oh, wow. uh, I think she's still on the news. She used to work for NBC. Her name's, I shouldn't, show it doesn't matter. She ain't listening, but her name's Betty. <laughs> her name's Betty Wynn. She's an anchor for NBC news. She was there. Nice. So like a couple weeks later, we're watching the news and she used to do like a real late, like middle of the night thing. And I forget why we were up and we look up and we're like, holy shit, that's her. Like that's a real thing. I mean, you can't, it was crazy, man. <laughs> for instance, okay. So me and my wife were like just drunk and carried on and Betty wins stand there. and She's talking to a dude that, you know, he's just kind of hanging out. Like I say, hanging out with us because it was, it was for us. I, I don't know. It's a long story. Right, right, right. And she walks over to Betty and I forget what she said. And, and she said something about her and her, her boyfriend or whatever. And Betty like looks at her. Of course, the, everybody, but Charles looks at us like who, are you? <laughs> she's like, that's not my boyfriend. That's George Maloof. Oh, <laughs> where? All right. I think it's George. They're brothers. Uh, They're
1: and Gavin, right?
0: Yeah. One of them passed away though. So I might be yeah. saying the wrong one. Yeah. He they, they used to own the palms. Yeah. 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 So He's standing. there. He's standing, there, hanging out, with Betty went talking to Charles and she's like, Oh, something about his boyfriend. She's like, it's like, it's one of the Maloof brothers. I can't remember which one. And I'm like, well, she's like, but well, my wife's like, because I knew him from opening, they ran, they uh, owned the Kings, right? Yep. And that's why so I knew who they were and owned the pond. She's she's like, well, I didn't know who she talking about. I'm like, yeah, he owns the pond. there. She's like, oh, that makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah, that does make sense.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> like, but let me tell you, like when you look over and you see Charles Barkley walking away, like walking out, through the club with your wife, it gives you a lot of feelings, man. <laughs> a lot of feelings. He took, over to, he took her over to meet the, uh, they make the clothing line a tap out. I think it's tap out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they were there for the fight. So he took her with her took mm-hmm. it, and I'm just like, he's walking away. And I look at the guy beside me. I'm like, well, I'll always be able to tell the time. My, my wife left. Over. <laughs> yeah, but here, here you go. I'll finish. I'll finish that portion of it. He came back and he literally was like, Hey man, I just want you to know it's no funny business. We went over there to meet some friends, Yeah, whatever. It's all cool. I'm not trying anything. Like he he made sure to like, tell me that and I'm like,
1: see, that's why I like Chuck, man. Chuck's a good dude, man. Absolutely.
0: And I was like, and here's what's funny. Of course I'm drunk. I'm like, I appreciate it, but there's nothing I was going to do about it. <laughs> had his bodyguard, Yeah, his bodyguard, his bodyguard's name was James. Uh-huh. He was a big dude. He was like almost Charles size. Yeah. He sunglasses the whole time. Yeah. And and I mean, just totally fit the type and was as like he was one of the coolest guys ever. But you didn't pull out a phone. So this was right after Tiger Woods. Uh, oh and- yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people would walk up, man. If they because it's like not like now where you always got your phone in your hand. These are like flip phones, basically. Yeah. yeah. Now you pull out a phone. Like James was like, nah. Like, like. That's why I don't have any pictures or anything because I was like, I'm not getting thrown out of this party for pulling out my phone. Yeah, I would have been out
1: because I'm like, I got to capture this moment. I don't care how it happens. I would have captured it.
0: So I screwed it up. I actually – I talked to Charles about it, and I said, hey, man, I said, my kid's a huge basketball fan. I said, obviously, this is a big moment. I said, I know – I said, you know, I'm not trying to put stuff on Facebook or whatever, whatever we we had. I assume it was Facebook back then. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I, it'd be cool to get a picture. And he's like, all right, we'll, we'll arrange it or whatever. And then things got crazy and we got drunk and they, they, you know, everybody took off and I didn't get one. I still, I shouldn't say I regret it. Cause it was, it was so much fun, but I would have, yeah, I, I wish I could have followed through with that, but it is what it is, man. It was, man,
1: I've seen Charles once in my life. And uh, we were at, we were at the Mandalay Bay. We had tickets to the uh, American Marcos Madonna fight in, in December of 2010. And um, wow. I got free tickets to it and me and my wife were going and we walked up in into the uh, we got there late. My wife and I were walking into the concourse. And first I'm going to you who we ran into first. We got there late and we we're looking at like, you know, you look up and you see which direction, to, the which rec- direction you're supposed to go for your seats. And we turn. And I kid you not, Floyd Mayweather's father walks up with two bodyguards. His Floyd Mayweather senior walks up with these two bodyguards and we just stopped. And he walks up to us and and he's like, how are y'all doing tonight? And we're like, good, Mr. Mayweather. How are you? I'm good. He shook our hands. He goes, y'all enjoy your evening. And he walked off. And I was like, and I looked at my wife and she's like, <laughs> we go, we get our seats and everything. We saw Jerry Buss when he was still alive. We saw Dr. Jerry Buss. Oh, we yeah. Saw Oscar De La Hoya. They were all coming in through the back way, like for the celebrities, they were coming in. And then when we left, I saw Jim Lampley outside and I wanted to get his autograph, but beyond him, I saw Charles Barkley. And oh. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then he was, he was like surrounded by a bunch of people and walking through. And that was the only time yeah. I ever saw. Him. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that night there was, uh, we, when we walked from, uh did the trip from the, the casino floor to the rum jungle, I don't know how far that is, but there was more like I, I, you know, obviously, I'm never gonna walk through a crowd like that again. But that is a unique experience, like walking with Charles Barkley through a casino. It was madness, and you know, and after the fight, like there was there was people everywhere. Uh, no, it was ins- it was insane, man. But yeah, just so you know, he is literally don't if you ever see him, don't be scared. Just to be like, what's up, Chuck? Because I guarantee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, if I
1: ever get the chance again, I won't hesitate. I'll be like, yeah, you know, you know, Jeff knows you, right? He told me about when y'all hung out back in 2000.
0: I. Here's the funny thing. I tell people, he is so nice and smart. Like, cause you know, see, that's the thing about all his basketball players, like Mike, LeBron, Charles, their memory, yeah. you know, there's, there's, they're geniuses. They can remember. And he was exactly like, I would almost bet that he would be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, he's just, that it's crazy, man. It is so freaking crazy. Yeah. He, uh, everything he says, you like, you, you know, he's not just. Right. Yeah. yeah, Very, very, very genuine person. Like, that's why he's so good at his job now. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the gift that all those super successful people have is that gift.
1: Well, you got to have a personality first. Right. So he came in. He had a personality. He was kind of a jerk at first, but you start in more when he got on TNT, you know, doing the the gig with Ernie and and Kenny. And for whatever reason, I like Shaq, but I think Shaq tries to take too much. You know, Charles has his lane. The comedy thing is Charles Lane. But I think Shaq tries to take that. And I know Charles is eventually going to kind of phase out of that. And I think Shaq will take his place on the panel.
0: Yeah. But,
1: you know, I, I like the original mock-up with just those three.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that was – yeah, I love all those guys, man. I love Ernie. Man, yeah. I, 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 that dude is – hes the he's kind of one of the voices of basketball. Yeah, yeah. It, it just in my mind well, i tell you what that's another thing that's cool about watching the last dance is when they show the old footage and you like the old nbc and my mod rashad and all that I'm like it just it just puts me right back there man yeah. like i'm sitting there watching it again and I remember how much fun i had yeah oh, the man. cnn sports report with fred hickman when he was talking about
1: joining i was like i remember watching that i was living oh. now i remember watching that
0: that's crazy that, that is but um Oh man, we could do so many shows on this. I I wish we could talk more about beer. I wish we could talk about star Wars. Uh, There's so many things. Uh, So, but that's basically why you're on here is because your podcast, you cover uh, uh, limitless topics. And I can tell that I can tell all the stuff you're going to, you've got on your plate. I can just feel that I can feel you got a lot of subjects that are going to come up over, over the years for sure.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Once, once we can get out again, more stuff is coming. More, more good stuff is coming. I, uh, I was working on doing a, uh, a, um, all women's sport club, you know, and, and doing you know a spot on them and, and featuring yeah. them and, and interviewing and you know, to showcase them. And yeah. but this kicked off, man, and it shut it down.
0: So yeah, I've had a lot of stuff change since, then. but it's also been good too because I've met you know guys like you, you know, Chris, like so. It's been, you know, it's been a bittersweet. You know, time. So I've got I've got to do a lot of this stuff and network a lot and figure a lot of stuff out. So I suppose that's the that's the upside of it for us. You know, but um, yeah, I think we're gonna stay in touch, man. Oh, by the way, uh, you know, I I have all intentional doing the uh, pregame Sunday. So maybe if you're around or whatever, you want to stop by uh, Sunday at six. We're gonna do the last dance pregame again.
1: Okay, Sunday six p.m.
0: Yeah, hey,
1: you know it's Mother's Day, man. You're gonna get me beat up.
0: You know, I get beat up. <laughs> you
1: know, I if, if, if i if i can break away i, I think my wife oh, has
0: yeah. no no obligation i'll just let you know it's on and you're always invited but uh yeah yeah, yeah for for sure for sure you got you take care of mom's right. first mom's first
1: yes exactly, yeah. exactly because if she ain't happy you won't see me again it'll just be some black screen. so <laughs>
0: I I mean, hey my mom's watching right now man she gets a kick out of this so uh, <laughs> i i totally i totally get what you're saying uh-huh. but- but if not, we'll we'll keep in touch, man. I'm gonna keep up. Uh, I'll keep up on your podcast for sure. You're doing a lot of. Yeah,
1: I appreciate it, man. And
0: yeah, I like your perspective on things. You
1: got a you got a
0: you got an educated, open mind, and that's important right now. Uh, if nothing else, we yeah. need we need we need, more, we need a little bit more of that right now. But no yeah. oh, way, hey. all- cool. you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to let you go, Curtis. I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know what? These impromptu interviews sometimes, man, are some of my some of my funnest. Uh. That's where
1: you find the gold, man, the good stuff. And you can really get into some good stories. And I appreciate you having me on, man, Anytime. time. Yeah. If, if 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 I can if I can carve out some time to do the, uh, the pregame on Sunday, I'll definitely be there. Yeah, you know know what? I'll come hey,
0: back even if you need to throw a question or something out there for a topic, you know, there it is. There, there, whatever, man. You're, you're, you're more than welcome, and I'll probably do one. I'm sure I'll do one for the last week, too. So uh, that'll be that'll be that'll be a tough one there because this is uh, this series has kind of saved us right now in the sports world. So, uh, it's that or Korean baseball,
1: it's slowly coming back, man. It, it's yeah. slowly coming back. So, I think this was a perfect filler to slide in there. I'm yeah. glad were being moved, it shifted up a couple months because it's giving us something until the real deal comes back.
0: Yep. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we'll get to talk about how we. I, I kind of had that on my agenda to talk about how we think sports is going to come back. So maybe we'll be able to do that sometime. Okay. I'm so, to about it, but, uh, all right, man. I can't. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Everybody, go check out the uh, Culture Marauders podcast. Uh, you know, you, you know the deal. Follow Curtis. Click on it. I mean, you're here right now. Obviously, it's not hard to find. So we we appreciate you listening. We appreciate all your comments and thanks for helping, Jeff. Everyone.
1: All right, keep rocking, man. Peace. Peace